Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of Courage to Be Curious. And we are coming to the very end of our year-long exploration of Courageous Connections as we're in the month of December and soon going to be wrapping up this year's theme and then opening up into what 2019 will bring. And if you read my newsletter at the beginning of this month, you know that I referenced a book called The Yamas and Niyamas, Exploring Yoga's Ethical Practice by Deborah Adele. And I had a reference in there to one of the guiding principles that she discusses, and that principle was about non-stealing, which is a wonderful one. It was a wonderful teaching. But for this podcast, as we're coming into kind of the heart of holiday season and a time when we will be spending time perhaps with friends, at holiday parties, with work people in different kinds of ways, or with extended family members, or even with immediate family members that if everyone's at work, at school, and in their own lives, we don't spend as much time with, that sometimes things can get challenging. Sometimes those relationships can be difficult. We can have the person who talks too much, the person who always like spills out advice all over the place, the person who is difficult for us to kind of take, the person who always seems to say the wrong thing, the person who always manages to get us aggravated or upset, or maybe we feel jealous around, or all kinds of things. And so, you know, family is complicated. We love family and friends and spending time in holiday season, and then we have a difficult time with it as well. And maybe it's not family, but maybe it's just, it's a difficult season, and so whomever we spend time with, or maybe the lack of people that we're spending time with can feel complicated. So I wanted to dedicate this episode toward some teachings and maybe guidance that we can all use to be finding our center, to be returning to our center during this during this holiday season. And so to, for that, I went into the Yamas and Niyamas and looked at the first principle that she talks about, which is ahimsa, and it's the principle of nonviolence. As I was saying in the newsletter, I talked about the principle of non-stealing, And uh, for reference, you can always go back to that or request a copy of it if you haven't read the newsletter yet. But in this one, I wanted to bring forth some of the teachings that she talks about nonviolence and see how they could apply and provide some resources for us as we enter into this period. So, and in doing that, the way that I'm really going to frame this is to think about what are some of the challenges that we face? (laughs) What are some of the challenges we face sometimes with extended family or friends or in these holiday seasons. And one of the teachings that she brings forth helps us, I think, to think about the times when people just talk a lot to us or tell us the way we should be doing things. So have you ever encountered that person who just, you come up to them and they tell you, oh, well, you should be doing this or you need to be doing this or you need to do it this way, or I know exactly about that, and here I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about it. So we can get that person who's the expert on everything, who knows exactly what we should be doing, knows exactly how we're supposed to do it, and they just want to give us all of their advice and have that spill out all over us. And it can be frustrating. It can be very frustrating to be in those situations, and I know in my own self, it's like, oh, how do I get out of this conversation? Because when we spill out advice all over somebody, A, if they didn't ask for it, and B, without them having really paying attention to who we are, where we are, what we need, it doesn't feel welcome. And it tends to feel like it's all about them. 
And one of the things that Deborah Dell talks about it, and she talks about it in catching our own selves doing that to others, but I think the teaching works equally well here, is she has this teaching in that she says, when my life is a mess, I can feel better, I'll feel better if I can fix yours. If my life feels like it's a mess, I might feel better if I feel like I can fix yours. And when I read that, it really did jar me into thinking about this kind of spewing of the expert all over the place in a new way. So first I thought about the times, when do I find myself in conversations really spewing the expertise and say, and thinking that I know everything somebody needs to do? And if I look at that, could I go back and backtrack into my own life Am I trying to fix someone else's life and seem like an expert because I feel very much unlike an expert in my own? Are there places that feel like a mess in my life and that mess is so uncomfortable that I'll feel better if I can bring order to yours? Or if I feel very insecure about something, do what, will I feel better if I can project to you or make you believe that I actually know what's happening and what I'm doing? And so that if I'm looking at it from my own vantage point, but then now I become the listener and I become the receiver of somebody else who is the expert in giving all the advice. And what if, what if my awareness in that moment, as frustrated as I might be feeling, my frustration is all about me and wishing I could get away for it or away from this or wish this person would perhaps stop talking. But what if I really turned to this place and I said, I wonder where this is coming from in them? What if their life just doesn't feel so good right now? And in some small way, they might be seeking to feel a little bit better by saying all this to me. And when I think about that perspective, it turns me from feeling frustrated to feeling a sense of compassion. And this goes into the second principle that really came out of the same exploration that she did around nonviolence and ahimsa. And it's a, again, a beautiful statement that says, our listening creates a sanctuary for the homeless parts inside another. So if somebody is like dumping out all of this advice and all of this knowledge and all of these things that they think can help us, and if we take the perspective that something might not feel totally secure and good or aligned for them, and maybe this is giving them a moment of feeling better, what if also our listening, our choosing to be a listener in that moment becomes a sacred act of creating a sanctuary for the homeless parts inside this other person? What if our listening and our willingness to be on the other side of that for five minutes, 10 minutes, even 20 minutes at some point becomes the biggest gift that we can give because in that moment, that person can access a place of feeling worthy or feeling as though they have some offering to make, feeling valuable and valued. And so while it's not upon us to agree to anything that they say or to take any of that advice or heed any of that wisdom that they're offering. What if in that moment we could choose to provide that sacred sanctuary for them and provide that um, place for the homeless parts inside of them that are seeking 
to be heard, to be understood. And she goes on a few lines later to talk about how our, we can listen somebody into being. We, if we listen deeply enough and hard enough, could somebody who perhaps feels invisible or insignificant actually be heard into being? And could we be an angel that helps to provide for that transformation for them or provide for a step along that transformation? And when I think about it from this perspective, it's incredible to me how it can transform something that can feel like a very oppressive and very unwelcome circumstance into something that can be beautifully generous. And so that brings me to the third piece here, which I think underscores all of this. And she says, when we learn compassion, or I'm sorry, we learn compassion as we dissolve our personal version of the world and grow gentle eyes that are not afraid to see reality as it is. So I'm going to say that again. We learn compassion as we dissolve our personal version of the world and grow gentle eyes that are not afraid to see reality as it is. So here's how I take that. And, you know, feel free to spend lots of time exploring that on your own or with others. But this idea that we learn compassion as we dissolve our personal version of the world, when we think about it, we walk into, you know, we walk around all the time with a personal version of the world, a personal version of who we are, a personal version and perspective on who others are, a version of how we think the world should operate what we think is good or bad, what we think is right or wrong, what we think is worthy and unworthy, what we think is valuable and unvaluable. Every single one of us, there's somewhere between seven and eight billion people in the world, each one has their own version. And so we learn compassion when we first recognize that we have our version of the world, but we are willing to dissolve our version we're willing to suspend it and grow these gentle eyes that are not afraid to see someone else's reality, not afraid to see something that might be in front of us without judgment, but just for what it actually is in that moment. And that this sense of compassion means letting go of, because as soon as I'm frustrated, as soon as I'm angry, as soon as I'm irritated, as soon as I'm annoyed, as soon as I am any of those things, it means that I am holding on and clinging to my personal version of the world because something can only be frustrating, can only be annoying, aggravating in relationship to my version. But as soon as I let my version go for that moment, there's nothing to be annoyed or aggravated about because something just is. It just is. It doesn't have a judgment to it. And in that place, what fills that us up and what we can bring forward is genuine compassion. A willingness to be with a passion, with a heartfelt sense and connection to somebody else. And when we think about that definition of compassion, come from like the Spanish roots, 
with, with a sense of passion. And passion is of the heart. So it's with a heartfelt connection to somebody else. I can only genuinely have a heartfelt connection to someone else when it is absent, the judgments that come from inside me. Pretty big stuff. Um, and again, it's an offering to take and to explore and to play with. In these days and weeks leading up to this holiday season and of course well beyond, as we really think about how we relate to each other and how we want to relate and who we want to be in relationship, in relationship with people that it is easy to be connected to and in relationship with, and who we want to be in relationship with those that it is not easy for us to be in connection with. Because it's not really about them, it's really about us and the choices that we're making and who we're showing up as regardless of the circumstances. So this is a teaching that you know I am really taking to heart in this season and putting a lot of practice to. I'm also very excited about teaching and working more with the yamas and niyamas and the, the book, The Yamas and Niyamas, Exploring Yoga's Ethical Practice. Many people think about yoga as the physical practice that we do on a mat when in fact yoga is much is actually really about how we show up in the world. It's principles for living and the asana, the movements, are parts that have just been kind of become part of the yogic tradition because they can be informative and instructive for us, but they're not, they're not the core essence. The principles are really the core essence. And so you do not need to be a yogi or ever have practiced any kind of yoga to explore the yamas and niyamas. And so I'm hoping that many of you will think about joining us um, in 2019 for some explorations and more information to come when we get into the new year. So as we're headed into this season, I would like to wish everybody you know, a happy and a healthy um, season. There'll be a couple more podcasts to come, but to invite everybody to walk into this season with intention and with a sense of explore, willingness to explore what it would be like to dissolve our personal versions of ourselves in the world in order to see how we might then relate to others. Thank you for listening and please pass this on to others who you think can benefit. If you would like to rate us on iTunes, that's always really beneficial to us so we can be found more easily. And if you or anyone that you know is ready to take the leap into pursuing life with greater intention, to finding out what it is that is keeping you stuck or frustrated or keeping someone you care about stuck or frustrated or not quite attaining the happiness, the success um, that they seek, that is what I'm here for in my coaching work, so please reach out. And I'm at adinaacouragetobecurious.com, and I look forward to being back with you again next week.